0: So we want to maybe focus on things that are going to be easy to eat one-handed. That's one of my kind of big tips. Like if we can have more wraps or sandwiches or smoothies or, you know, different like energy balls or like a snack plate, things that you can eat easily. Maybe you're holding a baby in one hand and trying to eat in the other while you're caring and feeding for them as well.
1: Not Um, just maybe, we know that's happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) One-handed snacks all the way. Welcome back to the Bringing Up Baby podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Cooley from Birth Baby Sleep. Today I'm chatting with Rachel Hiltz, registered dietitian from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Hello, hello, Rachel. So nice to see you. I'm really excited for this conversation we're going to be having today. uh, We've had many conversations so far on the podcast around our postpartum wellness and you know the people who are taken after the little people and so I love to get to continue these conversations with you today uh, particularly on the side of nutrition so welcome Mm -hmm. Rachel to the podcast and I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if you could tell us a bit about yourself and what you do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, so my name is Rachel Hiltz. I'm a registered dietitian. Um, I work in a private practice role primarily, so that means I see patients really one-on-one, virtually and in person. I do a bit of both. I also do a couple online programs and some group programs occasionally. But my primary focus for nutrition counseling is really on hormone and reproductive health. So for example, I might work with people who are trying to conceive or trying to improve their fertility or for people who are pregnant or postpartum. Um, And I also work with people who have absolutely no interest in becoming pregnant or, you know, whether that's right now or in the future, but maybe they're just trying to improve another kind of reproductive kind of related condition. So endometriosis or PCOS or something like that. Yeah, so I guess the other thing I will say too, I also tend to work with a lot of clients who just want to improve their overall relationship with food. Um, and maybe they want to incorporate more of like an intuitive eating focus to their kind of counseling session. So that's something I do a lot of as well. Um, but yeah, really, I'm just trying to help clients to make more kind of sustainable changes, right? I don't want to do any kind of quick fixes, or any of those kind of like fad diets, you might see online, we're really looking at what can be a sustainable addition to your day to day routine, that's not going to feel restrictive or limiting, what can we add in that's still going to be enjoyable and make it kind of a long term solution.
1: Yeah, I know, that's one of the things like we haven't met in person, we've talked <laughs> a few times online. Um, but yep. that's absolutely one of the things that I, I love about you is the the focus on that intuitive eating. It's not about Mm -hmm. diet. It's not about like you didn't mention anything about I work with people who want to lose weight and Mm -hmm. do those kinds of things. So that well roundedness is Mm -hmm. absolutely where it's at for me. And so I love that it's there for you too. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, we've had conversations on this podcast before, for instance, Uh, And last in season two, I think it's episode eight, I'll link to it in the show notes, we talked about postpartum hormones with Dr. Mm -hmm. Ashley Margeson, who's a local naturopathic doctor. And uh, I I love she sort of scratched the surface of how nutrition can really play a role in helping us balance hormones and just Mm We know that there's so many changes that come after having a baby. So I'm wondering if you could share with us a little bit about how we could maybe, and I say we, i am my youngest is four, so I still consider myself postpartum, however, but yeah. particularly for like fresh, just had a baby, that first few months, first years, that kind of thing. How can we optimize our nutrition to help support all the changes that are going on?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, there obviously is a ton and lots of different kind of stages of postpartum too. So I find it can be helpful to kind of break down our postpartum nutrition goals into maybe a couple of different stages. Um, And first, when we're looking at postpartum, you know, we might be looking at that kind of initial stage, maybe the first four to six weeks or so after birth. Um, And during that stage, really, the focus is surviving and kind of recovery. So Mm. we might look at whether it's just kind of prioritizing some wound healing and some recovery, we might want to be, you know, emphasizing some foods rich in things like protein, vitamin C, um, maybe some foods that are higher in L-arginine, which is going to be things like maybe white meats or pumpkin seeds. Um, All of those different things can kind of help promote that postpartum healing and recovery from birth or your C-section. Um, so really I find that first initial stage where hormones absolutely are doing lots of crazy things, but from a nutrition standpoint, we're really focusing on what can we do to just survive those first, first few weeks, right? We're not trying to do it all. We're not trying to, um, you know, check off every single box on the list. Um, just trying to figure out what's going to be doable at first. And I find, at that stage, those parents who maybe are lucky enough to have help from somebody on the outside or from a family member or a friend, um, that's when, you know, those freezer meals or those meal drop offs, that's when it's really helpful, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, as a prenatal educator, and somebody who particularly when we're talking about in our feeding class, and we're talking about breastfeeding, Uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, uh, expecting parents or new moms are thinking like, what can I do to optimize or what do I need to eat or what should I avoid when I'm Mm -hmm. breastfeeding? I love to get to tell them that they don't have to avoid anything really. And, uh, also that knowing that the power in breast milk is that it really has Mm -hmm. all the necessary nutrients for your baby, almost regardless of what the mom is eating. So I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. if you want McDonald's, <laughs> go for it. But I do you do want them to be feel supported because their sleep is impacted, their energy levels are impacted, their stress levels might be all over the place. So what are some foods like are there some specific foods that you are kind of your go to's? I realize it might be very individualistic, yeah. but Uh, some things that we can like go to our cupboards now or put on our grocery list that we know is going to really help optimize that nutrition.
0: Yeah, for sure. So especially in those first early days and when you're, you know, if you are newly kind of breastfeeding or lactating, the biggest thing really at any point, not just the early days, the biggest thing is making sure we're eat, just eating enough and we're getting enough fluids. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are, you know, specific nutrients and we can chat about those, but if you're not eating enough uh, or if you're not getting enough water or hydration, that's when it's really starting to impact your your breast milk production. Um, so that's kind of the biggest and most important thing. Otherwise, yes, your body will, for the most part, kind of prioritize your baby's nutrition and the, and the breast milk nutrition, almost over your own. We wanna make sure we're taking care of your you too, but um, there's a few exceptions, but pretty much your, your breast milk is always going to have pretty good quality nutrition. So we want to maybe focus on things that are going to be easy to eat one handed. That's one of my kind of big tips. Like if we can have more wraps or sandwiches or smoothies or, you know, different like energy balls or like a snack plate, things that you can eat easily. Maybe you're holding a baby in one hand and trying to eat in the other while you're caring and feeding for them as well. Not Um, just
1: maybe we know that's happening. Yeah, One handed
0: (laughs) snacks all the way. Yeah. So those things are kind of great to have. If you can have somebody help you prepare them or something on hand like food wise i find things that are going to be high in omega-3 fats are great so some of our nuts or seeds if you can get in some fish that's great if you're not a big fish person sometimes even just taking an omega-3 supplement can help with that um that's one of the ones that is a little bit more dependent on your diet for the breast milk um content um same thing with like um Calcium. That one again. Your your breast milk will be okay, but you maybe will not be because your your breast milk is going to kind of pull the calcium out of your own bones if you're not getting enough from your diet. So we might want to prioritize that one a little bit as well. So whether it is having dairy choices or um, nuts, seeds, some of those as well. Some of our um, grains will be a little bit iron fortified as well, or sorry, calcium fortified. So those could be great too. Um, trying to think what else. So. Those are the biggest ones like iodine and folate are important nutrients as well. But people don't usually have to think about those ones too much if you're getting in some vegetables. And if you're using, you know, some kind of salt occasionally in your cooking, then you're usually okay with those ones.
1: Okay, interesting. So definitely hearing a lot of protein, the omega three fats, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even think I get enough of that stuff just for, and again, my kids are older. I think you probably see this all the time. Like we're all kind of really understanding how important it is, what we put in our bodies and how Mm -hmm. it really affects the whole system. Um, you, You mentioned briefly supplements. Yeah. How I've always been curious, because I've heard so many different things about like, are those even helpful? Certain ones may be more so than others. Do they really absorb in your system? Mm -hmm. Um, What's your take on supplements? Is that something that you typically advise if, or I I mean, if we can't get it through the foods, I guess. But yeah, what's your take on those?
0: I honestly generally do recommend still continuing. If you're taking prenatal during your pregnancy, I usually say just stay on it while you're breastfeeding, or if you're not breastfeeding, stay on it for, you know, four to six weeks after pregnancy and birth. Mainly because yes, we can absolutely get these nutrients from food, but it is challenging when you are sleep deprived when you're kind of overwhelmed and you know you're probably not making these like perfectly balanced huge varieties of different meals at that point point. Mm-hmm. Um, and pregnancy also just does a number to your body and you know it drains a lot of your nutrients so postpartum we're really focusing on replenishing a lot of that nutrient loss and a supplement can be really helpful in doing that so that it takes a little bit of the pressure off of you right you can relax a little bit knowing that it's kind of that extra extra bandaid or extra kind of boost that you may miss out on a certain certain amount of some days right mm. um so no it's it's not essential for everybody and we absolutely can you know figure out a balanced diet that you don't need it but I find it can just be really helpful to make sure that you and you know your baby and the breast milk is getting kind of that extra layer of protection
1: like a, like a baseline almost mm-hmm. of something exactly yeah, yeah. I've, I've considered even like, should I go back on prenatal vitamins? They're very (laughs) well-rounded supplements. Maybe that should just, anyway, I don't want to send the wrong message to my, my husband. So maybe not. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Could you talk us through like, what does a consultation with you look like if somebody was Mm -hmm. considering like, "Hmm, you know, I think I could bump up the nutrition game here a little bit to help support my hormones or whatever's going on in their lives, fertility, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So what, what would that look like? Somebody meeting with you?
0: Yeah. So it always depends a little bit on the person and what their goals are. But whenever I start with a new client, we're always going to go through your diet history, your medical history, um, look at what your current lifestyle is like, look at what you're currently eating and kind of look at where, where those kind of pressure points or main kind of concerns are. Um, Whenever I work with somebody, obviously the main focus is on nutrition and our diet and what we can kind of adapt with that but we are also chatting about all those different other things that impact our nutrition and impact our health like our sleep and our stress and activity and all of those different things and we chat usually about supplements sometimes when that's relevant too so it can go in a lot of different places but usually in our appointments we are looking at what are some of the challenges that are coming up with making changes or what are some of the things that we might want to add in a little bit to get more of in certain nutrients or in just in general, maybe we're missing out on some of our fiber or maybe we're not getting enough protein, um, or maybe we're just not eating frequently enough. So we'll we'll Mm. talk through some of those like basic things, honestly, the most, um, because it seems basic and easy, but it is very often not as easy as it seems. Right. Um, so that's honestly like a big thing. And then really just looking at, um, you know, specific things that we might want to add in or tweak kind of depending on depending on what the goal is to achieve. But mm. yeah, depends a lot on the person, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, a- another episode that we did on the podcast in season one, I, am, I spoke with a woman named Wendy McCallum, and she's does a lot of work with uh, burnout and women's health mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. We had an episode about taking care of you. So taking care mm-hmm. of the parent uh, yeah. involved in that. And I, I often refer to what she refers to in that episode, which I'll also link to in the show notes is that we're, our wellness is kind of seen as this concrete slab and there are Mm -hmm. these four pillars that help to keep it alive and well and sleep nutrition, movement or exercise and like stress management or self-care or something like that. And yeah. so this is something I talk about a lot in my prenatal classes. Again, it's like we know when you have a baby, that sleep pillar is going to take a hit. It's not going to yeah. crumble to the ground, but it's going to get a little shaky. It's going to yeah. be cracked. Um, yeah. So how can we bump up those other pillars so that those can still be nice and strong to mm-hmm. help keep you even keel and nutrition is such a big part of that but we're so busy with a newborn or with our toddlers running around that it can be really hard again my kids are older and it's still a daily struggle to be like what are we gonna have for meals are these well-rounded meals for our kids for us uh, because it plays such a huge role so yeah. any any kind of main tips or things that you would talk to somebody in that, world Mm -hmm. about what are the biggest things the like the easiest things maybe that one or two or maybe three things that we could focus on that can make a really big difference Totally. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say I don't have kids of my own yet. And I even struggle with this sometimes. And I'm a dietitian, right? It is it is hard. Even these things that seem seem, you know, like they shouldn't be that hard. It can be hard. There's a lot of other things going on in our lives. Um, I think too, that we
1: might even meet like we feel like it has to be perfect. If we can't Mm -hmm. have perfect nutrition, then what's the point Mm -hmm. of any of it? But that's not at all what you've been saying this whole time. It's like, what are these little things that we can can add in? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So the biggest thing that I always focus on is can we, can we ideally get, you know, some kind of vegetable or fruit with our meals? some kind of protein rich food and some kind of like starchy carb or like grain type food in like an ideal world if we can make it roughly like half of our meal as like those vegetables or some fruit um, and then like a quarter of the protein and a quarter of the grains and starches like that is amazing but even if we can pick you know one thing from each of those main categories and start there that is like the biggest most important kind of foundation thing and the other kind of biggest part of our foundation is looking at like making sure we're not skipping meals and snacks so even if you're having like an apple or a banana that is better than going, you know, 4 hours without having anything or 5 hours without having anything. So mm-hmm. start there. Like if you can't do anything else, just start with having something to eat and as our next step try to have some protein, some carb and some like vegetable or fruit in there as like, you know, a second thing. Um but really everything else on top of that is is bonus and extra and, you know, it's it's amazing if we can get there, but if not start with those two kind of basics.
1: Amazing. We got to keep it simple. We've got so much else on our plate. We got to keep it simple. So I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. is anything else you feel that could be important to share with, with our listeners today, whether they are thinking about this postpartum nutrition, or I know, uh, even though our focus today isn't on that fertility piece, but I know that is a lot of the work that you do. Any, anything Mm -hmm. else you think is worth sharing?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's tons of different things we can talk about. But um, I think, I mean, we've kind of touched on it today. But I think one of the things I see a lot with new, new moms, especially um, is, you know, we want to kind of bounce back, whether you know, that is a whole discussion in itself. um, But a lot of people, whether it is unconscious, because we're super busy, or because we are trying to kind of lose that baby weight, a lot of times we end up kind of not eating enough. So whether we're decreasing that intake, you know, intentionally or not, um, when we're looking at trying to return to more of a steady state with our hormones and get back to a regular kind of reproductive hormones even if the, the goal is not for another baby, regardless, still important. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's kind of important to make sure that we're not over restricting or we're not over dieting, because when we do that, our body just thinks, hey, like I'm in a famine, I'm in a desert, maybe I need to turn down that reproductive hormone production, and kind of mm-hmm. switch things off a little bit. And that kind of defeats the purpose. So number one goal, always just make sure that we're eating enough. Even if your goal is weight loss, we still need to be eating enough to achieve that. Um, especially if you are breastfeeding, like
1: your nutrient needs
0: are so much higher. Right. Um, so I'd say that is like the absolute most important thing I can say. There's tons of other things we can chat about. You know, we can talk about nutrition Mm. and mental health or whatever, but, Mm. um, Oh, we'll have you back to talk about that. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Because that's another uh, piece that I'd like to get into. But, you know, thank you for adding that because you're right. We might be thinking of these things, these foods we should be eating, but like, let's just eat, period. Let's just make Mm -hmm. sure that you're having those regular one-handed snacks. Uh, If they can be real nutritious, that's great. But if it's just something to eat, it's something that's going to help you, at least with your energy levels, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, Well, so Rachel, where can we find you? Where can we find (laughs) more information and follow you? Or what, what do you have going on?
0: Yeah, so you can find me. The easiest place is to just go to my website, which is just rachelhiltsnutrition.com. Um, and all of my kind of different information is all there. But I do a couple days a week at a clinic in Bedford called Pelvico Health Center, um, which is a great place if you are pregnant or postpartum. We also have pelvic floor physios and massage, acupuncture, all that good stuff. Um, so I'm there a couple days a week. And then I also do virtual the rest of the week. So you can just reach out to me directly either way.
1: Awesome. And I know you're on Instagram as well. So we'll Mm -hmm. add your your Insta handle and your website and all that to our our show notes as well to make it easy for people to find you. Perfect. Thank you so much for this conversation. I know it's going to be really helpful, uh, a motivator perhaps, and uh, we'll definitely have you back on to talk about some of those other pieces that we can Mm -hmm. get into.
0: Thanks, Rachel. Thank you for having me.
1: If you're looking for more information or support along your parenting journey, check out birthbabysleep.ca. That's where you're going to find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. You can now join our Bringing Up Baby Community Membership as well, which has tons of additional benefits to helping you through all kinds of sleep challenges and transitions, navigating the transition to solid foods, and even your transition through early parenthood. If you have any questions, just send them my way. Lastly, but certainly not least, if you got something out of this episode or our show in general, leaving a rating or quick review goes a really long way to helping others find us. So please consider leaving one. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time.